Liz Today FM, I'm absolutely delighted to have this man on the show, Mr. James Blunt. How are you, sir? Very well indeed. Good to see your face. You are releasing a greatest hits album. I know. Well, I've been on the road really for 17 years and then the, and then the pandemic hit and the label called up and said, come on, uh, now's about the time to put out greatest hits. I did want to call it greatest hit and songs I wish you'd heard. I love um, that. <laughs> uh, but they've pushed back. So it's called The Stars Beneath My Feet. And I put out the same uh, day as Adele. So looking forward to the charge results at the end of the week. Do you know what I love, James? I love your humour. I recently saw you on The Voice and you were performing Good My My Lover. And that's one of those songs that really just gets into your head when you listen to the lyrics of it. I love that tune. That was The Voice in Germany, which I entered as a contestant rather than as going on as a, as a pro singer. So it's a bit of a nerve wracking moment in case none of the judges turn around. But, but fortunately, they did. Well, immediately it was like, boom, 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 boom. They all got the voice. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah, there he is. That's James Blunt. You know, when you were studying in Bristol, when you were doing aerospace engineering, did you think that the music would have taken you all over the world? I was definitely naively confident that I would get into music and I would, you know, be a professional musician for a, a period of time. But I don't think beyond my wildest dreams, I could imagine that I'd end up, you know, recording in Los Angeles, living with Carrie Fisher, signed to Linda Perry's record deal, uh, record label called Custer Records. And then doing, you know, as I have six world tours and now uh, I started my seventh and having a greatest hits. Those were definitely beyond my wildest dreams. I think naivety at the beginning of a career is very helpful, that kind of naive confidence. But now I know more. I think, wow, gosh, what a mad dream to have had. This Greatest Hits album is, is quite interesting because there's some live tracks on here as well from like Paris, New York, from Glastonbury. And it's when you look at that, you're kind of going, wow, James has been everywhere. I mean, certainly on the road, literally almost everywhere. And that was why it was a pleasure to make this album because, you know, a record label, when they put a Greatest Hits together, they just, they want to use the algorithm, the top 20 Spotify um, songs on your on your list. And for me, I went, you know, it was much more important to capture really interesting interesting seminal moments of my career to have played at Glastonbury on the main stage a couple of times um, to get a live performance from there is is important or a song like of mine like I, I really want you is this name of the song I never nailed it in the studio for me completely but I did do it live so I'd love to get a live performance from that I just wanted to sum up a career rather than just follow an algorithm you had a very lovely heartfelt message to musicians on the voice of Germany it's been such a difficult few months for people who are in the industry I think that you've kept people going even when you brought out your book how to be a complete and utter blunt which for me <laughs> I got Manny's the giggle out of that because you are known for being on social media and being absolutely hilarious. Well, you know, I had to try and make a living somehow through a pandemic. So I might as well put out, I put out an album many, many years ago and, and it got visible. And then with that visibility, you know, comes the the, the grief and there, you know, some negative aspects from that. And, and all of us get it in the music business and we all have to deal with it in different ways. But I suppose I was lucky. I was a bit older when I got in the business. I'd come out of the army and so I'd already had a bit, a bit of a thicker skin. And so with the advent of social media, I've had an outlet through Twitter and I've been able to laugh at the negatives because the positives just outweigh those negatives by absolutely thousands. I love the way that you kind of slide into people's DMs afterwards and go, listen, this is all in good faith, yeah? You know, there's no, no hard feelings here. I think that's very important. Yeah, definitely. I think because you know what, negativity often breeds negativity. So everything I try and do online, I try and do it with a smile on my face and try and make um, enjoy it too rather than, rather than be hurt. I think my favourite one is there was a girl called Shell and she had tweeted you and she was like, is there one single James Blunt fan out there? And your reply was, they're all single. <laughs> I just love that. Just that, that, yeah. witty, that witty banter. You mentioned a bit been in the army. Your family, your uncles, your dad, they were all people who served time. Yeah, absolutely. For our sins, we, we've all 
followed that path and I, and I did six years in the army and it was really it was real education in the world you know politicians will choose where they send their armies you know uh, soldiers on the whole of men and women have volunteered uh, in the hope that they're going to be sent somewhere for the right purpose and it's politicians who can get that right or cock that up I felt grateful that you know at the time that I was in the army I was sent to Kosovo which is where the Serbs and the Kosovo Albanians were murdering each other and we were told to get in the middle and stop them killing each other and that felt like the, the good use of an army I would have struggled in Iraq or Afghanistan for the justification of that but it was a real education in the world for you know to learn about you know other armies how they work how they reflect the politics of the world and how I mean I come from a country that's pretty safe and pretty fortunate people often forget about this is that it can be quite traumatic when you travel I presume this probably translates to your music as well because you've a lot of brilliant teams in there you've got some new tracks out here as well Unstoppable Adrenaline I Came For Love and uh, Love Under Pressure which you did with Jack Savarati which is a fabulous tune my friend Thank you so much. Do you know what? I've, uh, I wrote the piano to that 12 years ago, about the same time as my song called 1973, about Passion Nightclub. And then because it's so difficult to play, I could never really write on top of it at the same time. <laughs> I was just so struggling to play. And then I wrote with Jack Sabaretti. And obviously, you know, it's a 12 year idea. I didn't want him to you know, ruin it with a, a lame idea. But fortunately, he said, you know, come on, I think I, I can sing along to this one. And then he was saying, come on, what are we going to write about? And I said, well, look, I'm really struggling. It's post-Brexit. Brexit. I'm living in Ibiza. I'm struggling to sort my visas out and the visa applications and, and the, all the pressure with that. And he said, James, you know, it's a great idea, but visa application under pressure is a bit of a niche subject. I don't know if your audience are really going to enjoy it. So what do we call it? Why don't we call it love under pressure? And thank God for Jack Savaretti. <laughs> <laughs> James, I love that story. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Good luck on your tour, because you are doing an extensive UK tour. I will get those dates out for everyone to check out. Uh, not only that, the Greatest Hits album is out at the moment. And James, thank you so much for the many smiles that you have given me. Oh, well, great to talk to you. Lovely to see your face. Um, take care, and I hope to see you soon. Fergal Darcy. Weekdays from 2. Today.